With the holidays right around the corner, Jack Daniels presents This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down Holiday Edition. Thanksgiving's become probably my favorite, but it's like a no-expectation holiday, right? So preparation, pressure, and procrastination, the three Ps. I just like, you know, hanging out with the family and having dinner, and my mom makes probably the best stuffing out there with Italian sausage in it. Ooh, I'm sure everybody makes the same. This heartwarming Breaking It Down Holiday Edition is proudly brought to you in part by Jack Daniels, Traeger Grills, Bad Boy Mowers, and the North Pole. Now for your festive hosts, Chad Belding and Alex Crosby. Are you a fan of Halloween? I was. I'm not too much anymore. You know today's Halloween. Mm -hmm. Will you please look at some of this? This is a party my buddy went to. We threw a Halloween party and it was cool. But look at through some of this video. Just watch some of this and explain. Look at this. That's a setting in the living room. They took the time to set that up on their couch. Jesus. Just keep watching. He's watching a video of this Halloween party that was in Nevada. I don't know if it's Vegas or Tahoe, Reno, but it is the most elaborate setting of decorations and costumes I've ever seen. Wow. Like saving up. I'm talking that probably took five to eight years to put this arsenal together of living room, kitchen, hallways, front porch, back porch, walkway along the side of the house where your garbage cans would be, the sitting areas, the pumpkin carving. Like, who is into Halloween this much? I remember Richard Christie on the Howard Stern show was a huge Halloween fan, probably still is. But is that mind-blowing? What are you hey, seeing? Where do you store all of this when this they is gotta over? they got to have a whole mini-store. There, there's gotta, literally... Life-size decorations everywhere. Everywhere. There's a hundred pumpkins. Carved pumpkins. Dude, lights. I don't know who sent you this, but this person's wife. Dude, their wife. The guy could be doing it too. I doubt it. Really? That's. There's literally, <laughs> dude. The whole at, front is. <laughs> look at that front. Look at that stage coach. Okay, let me check that back. There's 125 pumpkins. There's literally 25 life-size. De- they have a horse and carriage with a skeleton horse. Where is this? I don't know exactly. It's up here, I think. I, think I it's, believe it's... Uh, I was going to say it looks like Reno. I don't know. Dude, this is insane. I've never seen anything like this. Isn't that a cool Halloween party, though? It kind of goes against our last conversation about tailgate partying. Like, Can you be a fanatic to Halloween? Yeah, that's what my point is. Is like That is a somebody that lives, which is kind of cool because this is the coolest time of the year. Yeah. Now, no, you, now, the work that goes into something like that, that's undaunted. I mean, that's just like, Wow. And then the takedown and the storage, and you know that they're taking really good care of that shit. They're paying for a mini warehouse or mini storage place to store that in. They have to be. I don't oh, know. Yeah. Maybe they have a Connex box somewhere, but that's a lot. That was definitely way overboard. And what do they have? One party? You better have two or three Halloween parties three. if you have that. You yeah. got to have like the A list, the B list, the C list, three nights in a row. Like or you got, you got like a kid's party. Like the Playboy Mansion or yeah, something. Yeah, you know? exactly. I used to really love Halloween. I, I Every year, you know, like when you had yours here, the other, you know, Jen said, you got to wear a costume. I, that doesn't bother me one bit. I have 100 costumes, you know, because I did. I used to love it. We used to go to the Freakers Ball and go to Babinga, you know, because Halloween's usually like a week-long event. There's usually two weekends full of Halloween parties when you're a young person, you know. I did used to like that a lot, but I guess as I get older, I don't care anymore. Or I care less about it. But do you feel the same about that as you would Thanksgiving and, and Christmas, too? Like, it just doesn't have as much meaning anymore? Those holidays actually have become more fun for me like christmas obviously when you're a kid getting presents and stuff but thanksgiving's become probably my favorite holiday now why i just like you know hanging out with the family and having dinner and not having like the gift portion of it and or any kind of like expectations about you know anything surrounding gifts or anything like that and you just 
typically I go to my parents' house at, you know, like three o'clock and we have pecans and, you know, a bunch of appetizers and stuff like that. And then have a big spread, which I like turkey and mashed potatoes and cranberry and all that stuff. My mom makes probably the best stuffing out there with Italian sausage in it. I'm sure everybody makes the same, but it's just good. And then eat a big meal, have a couple more drinks, hang out. And then I usually go to Jilly's house for dessert and games or something like that. So it's just a, to whose house? you usually go to whose house? Well, Jilly's parents house. Oh, but, but it's like a no expectation holiday, right? It's like, you're not buying gifts for people. You're not at, you know, no stress. The, yeah. The Christmas part of thing of like, did I get all my nephews? Did I get my nieces? Did I get my brother? Did I get my mom? Did I get enough for Jilly? Did, you know, it's like, there's a lot of stress around that. Thanksgiving is like, well, why don't you start earlier and take the stress out of it? Like, don't you, why don't you <laughs> yeah. start Christmas shopping in July? Where, where were you when I was in college and I couldn't write my papers until the night before either? I just, Oh, so we are talking about the art of procrastination. Yes. Yes. Uh, I call it, uh, you know, pressure builds diamonds. I want to be under that. I'm, I'm definitely a Christmas Eve shopper. If you want to shift the, the gears secret to that. of life is to keep pressure on yourself. A hundred percent. My good don't buddy, make John it Carey, easy. talks about that all the time, but Pressure on yourself and procrastination are two totally different things. I think you could meld them together when you're having this conversation. So preparation, pressure, and procrastination, the three Ps, mm-hmm. um, they they kind of go together. Let me ask you this about holidays. You just said you're not a, that big of a Halloween fan anymore, and we've had this discussion before. You know where I'm going with this. I don't know. Do you think if you had kids and a family, <laughs> yeah, do you, do you sure. think if you had kids and a family and you got to oh. wake up and see your kids on Halloween getting their costumes or wake up and know that Santa Claus came down the chimney and you left milk and cookies for the big fat guy from the North Pole? Yeah. Do you think that the holidays would mean more to you? And do you think that you've lost your love <laughs> of the holidays now because you refuse? Because I don't have kids? Or you don't propose, you have not gotten married and you have not had kids. Talk to me. Would it change Absolutely. You know, I, my my little nephew wants me to dress up as Woody from Toy Story tonight to go trick or treating with him. It'll come and go. You know, there's 360 other days of the year that I don't have to you know worry about how happy a kid is. I got him enough Christmas presents. It's more pressure, more stress. I'm procrastinating. Maybe I'm going to have kids later. Really? Like into your 50s or late 40s? Yeah, well, I am. Well, I guess I'm early 40s. What's 43? Mid 40s? Close nah, to mid. It's, it's, it's That's early. Early 40s for sure. Yeah. Maybe when I'm like 50. Bruce Willis just had a kid and he's 87 or not Bruce Willis. Uh, Don't mention that guy's name on this podcast. Who? The guy that's Italian actor. Oh, no. Just made the new movie. I know Mick Jagger had a kid not too long ago. Some other guy had a late, late one. Yeah. We're not allowed to say his name. Oh, he was in The Godfather. He was in Casino. He was in. Oh, but I was not thinking about him. I did not know he had a kid. That guy that killed that cameraman had a kid too. Baldwin. He just had another one. Oh, yeah. He's only like. Do you like how he reduced his whole career down like into him killing someone? Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't guy like, at all. We, you can't talk about anybody in the Hollywood uh, genre then on this show for the so, most part. So what will your Halloween night be tonight? Will you go to a get together? Will you have your your porch light on with a big bucket of candy there? Do you give out the king size candy bars and be like, bam, nah, full size Snickers like Bill Bird talks about? We don't or, get anyone at our house. It's the weirdest thing. I haven't lived there that long. The first year I bought like four bags of candy because I thought our our street would be the perfect trick-or-treat street because it's a 
you know, an L shaped with double cul-de-sacs. There's literally, you know, you could hit 15 houses in one little, you know, circle. So I thought the kids got to come here. This is a, this is exactly what you want. And, uh, none, none show up. So every year since I'm that really cool guy that fills a whole bowl full of candy and just leaves it out there. And I don't even put take oh, one note dude, on it. That's, that's cheap. That's cheap. No, that's the best dude. You remember when you were a kid, you walked up to that bowl, you got to pick whatever you want, grab a what handful. Somebody empties the whole thing. Great. I wouldn't even be mad. I, I'm no. So you ask what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to dinner at my parents' house. I do that every Tuesday night. Then I'm going deer hunting tomorrow. So I have to go home and pack. But if my nephew wants me to make a couple rounds with him, I'll go. But I got a feeling he's not going to be, he's not old enough yet. I don't think he understands it yet. How old is he? I think he's three. Going to be oh, four. Yeah, he's way too young. Yeah. Maybe 10 houses. Get him in his little costume. Yeah. He could go see like his grandparents, you know, and, yeah, maybe one or two houses, nothing major. I love the fall. I love the idea of mm-hmm. of maybe like what is your opinion on Valentine's Day? Because you're so in love with Jilly. Like, is that the most useless holiday there is? Like, people just made an excuse to like have a day where you got to spend a lot of money on your loved one, or the idea behind Valentine's Day and Saint Valentine and all that. That's a little off to me because you should always do that, I guess. If you're into somebody, it doesn't take a special day to do that. That's a Hallmark holiday. It's bullshit. It is? Oh, really? So this February, Jillian will not be able to expect a a nice Valentine's Day dinner? Well, Jillian's going to work on Valentine's Day, guaranteed. She always does. But we usually go to dinner you know, at whatever her coordinating day off is. But as far as gifts and all that go, a long time ago, we said, we're not doing that anymore. It's just a waste of money. When you, if you're truly kind of like working towards having like a successful life, there's no reason for you and your partner to go spend money on stupid gifts on February 14th. I get in the infancy of relationships. We did it. There's no doubt about it. Now, like if you're really like, you have a goal in mind, like, you know, you want to pay your house off or you want to do whatever, like you, you don't need to go spend. I'm not saying you shouldn't go out to dinner, but Julie and I go out to dinner whenever we want, you know, that's, it's not a special thing for us to, but that's the difference of not having kids and stuff like that. Right. Is like families get bogged down couples with kids and stuff. They get bogged down with baseball and all those kinds of things. And it's like a special treat to go out to dinner. But Julie and I go out to dinner, you know, every Sunday and Monday night, either at her family's house. Well, so we usually do Sunday dinner at her family's house. And then Monday night we go out, you know what I mean? We go to a restaurant Sunday afternoon. We go to lunch Monday afternoon. We go to lunch. So we're not bogged down with like the rigmarole and having a, a meal out as a special treat. So it's not that special really for us, but we do do it, you know? And, and then at that point you go to like a, maybe a nicer restaurant, you know, or something like that. But yeah, we don't do the gifts on Valentine's anymore. That's a waste of money. Now rewind a couple months to Christmas. You say the stresses of Christmas. How gift heavy are you on Christmas? Do you feel like you need to buy a gift for all seven of your brother's kids? They they got a lot of kids between them, right? How many? Six. Do you buy them for the, bro- the other brother kids? I used to. I don't anymore. Why? It just became like there was no appreciation. You really don't even know those kids, right? I was going to say, I, I I really don't know them. Yeah, they don't come around for the holidays or anything like that. So I buy Nick's kids gifts. And they're this is going to sound screwed up. Like Nick's kids are kind of fun to buy presents for. You know what I mean? This is going to sound shitty. I'm going to put myself in a bad spot. Boys are easier for me to buy a gift for, right? Like 
So I can go to my nephews and I can buy them all a, a baseball hat at Lids or I can get them a gift certificate at Lids. You know, I can get, you know, the ones that are into baseball, I can get them stuff like that. One of them is a skater. I can buy him clothes, you know, I can buy him nice bottles of cologne to pick up on chicks, you know, th- those things I understand, right? My nieces are way hard. I, I just don't even understand it. And then I have one niece that's like 18 now. I'm really out of the loop on what you buy like a young girl for Christmas or anything like that. So those are like, Jilly totally does that for me. You know, she has to. But yeah, the boys are fun. And like, what about, what about the older people in the family? Like, do you? So we do. My family, my immediate family, I buy, yeah, I buy my mom, my dad, my brother, Nick, his kids. I really don't have any other family after that. Uh, I do have another brother, but we never talk and he doesn't come around. So I don't buy him anything. Um, And then Jilly's family, we usually, well, last year we were all supposed to go to Mexico. So it was just like everybody save your Christmas money and we're, we're all going on a trip and we got screwed. I think we've talked about it before. Our Southwest flights were canceled. We never got to go. But they do usually like a, you draw names. So you could draw her brother. I could draw her brother. She could draw whatever. And you draw a name and you buy one person gifts. You don't buy everyone gifts. You know what I mean? And then Julie and I buy each other stuff for Christmas for sure. So it's heavy. Yeah, it's. When you start shopping for Jilly, are you creative or is it something to where she gives you a list? And no, you, no list. It's so you, hard. Do you online at all? Yeah, online. But I am totally like a. December 23rd, 24th at the mall type guy buying stuff. Isn't that the worst feeling in the world? I am so anti-shopping. It's like, I don't like it at all. I hate it. I hate the lines. I hate the idea of how commercialized everything is of like, you're so stressed out to fill that tree with gifts. And you're like, wonder what I'll be looked at as if I don't get every single person a gift. Right. It's nuts that that whole you want to be giving, but where does it stop? Did, or do you just be generic and be like, here's a twenty five dollar gift card each, which there's no thought in that at all. No, but see, so you're tapping into something that I want to talk about. It's not only are you giving enough, but did you do the right things to be giving? Because why is that looked down upon? Like, I get it. Right. There's no thought in a gift certificate. Jilly's the same. She thinks the same thing. But also, isn't it not kind of like the ultimate gift? Like, if you receive want. that, right? So if, if you gave me a $500 Cabela's gift card, are you going to really go, there's no thought in this. What am I going to do? No. I'm going to be like, dude, this is great. I see it both ways. Here's the thing is, odds are, this is going to sound stupid again. I'm, I'm, I'm just putting myself in a bad spot. We're at the point in our lives where, like, if you want something, you've probably already went and gotten it, right? As much as it is yeah, something you could afford for Christmas. Being, everybody accuses me of being impossible to shop. You are. you, you 100%. Well, you just say that because you, you already are preempting my gift this year, which no, will be nothing now because I'm No, I, I mean, I'm going to get you a really nice bottle of bourbon. It's going to be like a Jack Daniels single barrel, maybe the rye, maybe a bonded or something like that. greatly appreciate because I'm running out. That's just... <laughs> July. It's not a lie. Bowl. Okay. You want to go count them? How is it a lie? Well, I've seen your stash. You're definitely not running out. I'm not running. I'm just saying you would be very difficult to shop for most. My dad's the same way, right? If, if my dad wanted Dan Henderson's book, he bought it. You know what I mean? It's like, it's not like, it's not like my dad's going, man, I really wish I could scrape together that 200 bucks to get that, you know, set of headphones. He's going to buy it. You know, that's just how it is. So it's hard because 
I'm not spending thousands of dollars on people, right? Yeah, you could go buy someone a Rolex or something like that, and they're going to flip out, but I don't have that kind of money. So it's like when you're in that 100 to $250 range, and it's like, okay, everybody I know has already bought that thing that costs that much money because it's like if you wanted it, you would get it. It's tough, man. And then, like you said, it's like then you're kind of judged on – Girls can be the worst, right? It's like big time. The, worst. The, the gift certificate is no good. And then like practical gifts, right? Like if you bought me a shop vac for Christmas, I'd be ecstatic over it. Right. But if you buy your wife or girlfriend or something, a vacuum for the house, that's a terrible gift. They don't want that. Why? I don't know. That's what I mean is it's a very stressful, like you said, and clothing, right? Heaven forbid you buy the wrong size. Right. So you, you don't want to buy clothing. Shoes are always good. And you can kind of sneak into the closet and just get the right size. And then even if you buy like something wild, dude, like chicks like it, they're into shoes. I guess guys are into shoes, too. I got a pair of hunting boots one year that I was pumped. I mean, my parents used to buy them for us, too, when we were kids, because that's like a nice gift. You know, you spend some money on a good pair of boots. You get them for a gift. I think that's great. The part about being hard to buy for. Do you have the mindset like as an adult now the where you don't want any gifts you want it's almost like the maturity levels of christmas like i want people to like be together more yep. so than the actual part about gift giving and gift receiving i think christmas would be christmas is a lot like thanksgiving you know the meal part and all that which i really like and i like the you know the kids part of it i could totally do away with gifts on all fronts and just have everyone buy the young kids presents and then just watch the kids open up gifts. You know what I mean? And then have a big meal like Thanksgiving. And I think it'd be great. hundred percent. I don't think that's ever possible, but my, my favorite parts of Christmas are getting the tree <coughs> with Alyssa because you I cut remember. your own or you go buy one. Both. I mean, we've been cutting our own, but then all of a sudden the big forests are all the wildfires kind of stopped that for a little bit. Always a real tree. The decoration of that tree is always eggnog movie going on, which we're going to get into being with Alyssa decorating, getting a little step stool, getting the angel up on top, getting the, all the ornaments and all that. And then making sure that it's exactly how she wants it before we quit. That's one of my favorite parts is that day. Don't step away from that. Cause I want to know it, it. Like we were always just ornaments, like a lot of like family heirloom ornaments. People too. nowadays are like, they have like a theme to their tree. I'm not going to do a Hawaiian theme, but like I have some shotgun shell ornaments, pictures of dad, personal stuff that was, that was, that we made in ceramics when we were kids in class mm -hmm. stuff. My mom had gotten us that was passed down through generations that, that we make sure that we include on there. Melanie's given Alyssa some of her family heirlooms for the tree, but I'm big on that. Even though I'm traveling a bunch that time of year leading up to Christmas now, I'm doing it to where I'm like done minimum of the 18th to where I have at least seven full days to finish shopping, finish work in the house, prepping for the dinner, all of that. Because I feel like, you know, the spiritual part of it's important to me, Jesus's birthday and all that. I don't get on a soapbox about that because I think that's very personal, but I don't want that day to go fast. And I obviously don't slow down the hands of time ever. Every day goes by the same way, but I want it to be enjoyable for several days leading up to it. And then even that week in between Christmas and New Year's Eve, which is Alyssa's birthday, I'm taking that off this year where I'm usually gone on the 26th and I'm going to Wyoming or Montana or Oklahoma or somewhere. But now it's like she's at the age to where 
we're we enjoy it for the right reasons now of togetherness and family and all that. Are you up early on Christmas morning? Oh, yeah. And I think that there's a lot of guilt in my psyche of, you know, ruining my first marriage, my only marriage, ruining that and not having that family. That's why I'm always asking you, like, <clears throat> I had a chance at it and effed it up. You know, the <clears throat> the mom, dad, three kids on Christmas and everybody's dressed in their Christmas robe and like that, you know, that really good inside fuzzy feeling with the photography and the memories and all that Chevy chase and the movie up in the attic, watching all those videos. Like I'm all about nostalgia and memorabilia and, re- and memories and stories and culture and all that. Right. So part of me always feels guilty. Like, man, you could, but then I look at how, how happy Melanie is with her new life. Alyssa's happy as hell with both of us co-parenting. And I'm proud of that too. Cause we very easily could have messed that up at the same time, but we refuse to and then are mm-hmm. doing a good job with that. So Christmas means a lot to me because of the tradition building up to this point in my life. It's kind of like my job to keep it going because dad always made it an emphasis on it. It was never like, ah, oh, it's just another day. It was a big deal. Right. A big deal, which it is for a lot of families. You're lucky that your family's close to you and I'm sure your brothers will be here and, you know, you have a different kind of a family that you can celebrate it with. I don't, yeah, you shouldn't beat yourself up over the ladder that you just spoke about. Like you said, you still have your kid with you and the, she gets to do, you know, both family kind of deal. And it's just a different celebration, you know, it's different. Oh, well, I'm very proud of it. But a lot of times I feel guilty because it's like you're supposed to have that. That's what life's all about. Like, that's the way I think. Right. You think completely different. Right. You're like, I'm good with you and Jillian are like the Griswold's next door neighbors. Exactly. <laughs> where, where Ellen or what's her name? <laughs> Bend over and I'll show yeah. you. Where are you going to put a tree that big, Griswold? <laughs> don't talk to me like that. Well, how did the carpet get wet? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> Should we got a tree, dude? Dude, that you, Hey, you'll laugh. Jillian I's Christmas tree, it is literally this white. It looks like it could be in a, like a new age museum, dude. It looks like white like pipe cleaners with balls on the end of them that are all lit up. It's all electric. It's not even a real tree. That's lame. I think it's great. There's no green on the tree. There's some of the lights are green. What is wrong with you two? We're, why is everything like, why is everything got to be so anti-culture? I don't know. Anti-tradition. I like to swim against the current, I guess. Yeah, but that can't like light your inner. Oh, I love it, dude. dude. The, the, the like lights are a, all down in there. It's glowing away. Depeche mode music. Dude, there's playing. family heirloom ornaments on it. And then, dude, this is fun. We do an ornament exchange with Jilly's family. I know that's not a new thing, but the last couple of years we paired it with a uh, drink. doesn't have to be alcohol, but the good ones are. But so like, you know, you go get a nice bottle of bourbon and then I find like the craziest ornaments I can find online. Like I'm on, I'm in the dark web, dude. So, you know, Barry Wood, very famous. That's, that was my ornament last year was like a wooden carved Barry Wood with the correct anatomy and everything and then you wrap that and you and then so people are like dude i want that bottle of bourbon and then boom now you got on your trees barry wood for the rest of your life it's a cool thing yeah it's great i gotta come check out this tree but i'm never invited in the house oh you can come weird thing whenever you want i'll put it up tomorrow if you want breaking it down thank you jack daniels tennessee sour mash whiskey the original tennessee sour mash whiskey the only tennessee sour mash whiskey enjoy it responsibly the new bonded the new triple mash jack daniels just keeps kicking ass Stay tuned. 
trick or treat. Are you a fan of Halloween? Can you be a fanatic to Halloween? I'm that really cool guy that fills a whole bowl full of candy and just leaves it out there. I don't like it at all. Hang on tight, because coming up on this episode of Jack Daniels Presents, This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down Holiday Edition, Chad and Alex will ruin our most beloved traditions. Mickey Thompson Tires appreciates you sticking around. Hey everybody, you know we are a huge fan of Jack Daniels, not just their product, but their mission, their culture, Lynchburg, Tennessee, the people. And we want to introduce you to the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. Join us at jackdaniels.com and learn about the Single Barrel Program, visiting Lynchburg, Tennessee, participating in a barrel tasting, a whiskey tasting, picking your favorite flavor, whether it's the burn in your mouth, whether it's the maple, whether it's the different combination of flavors that you are going to experience in each of the distinct bottles of Jack Daniels Single Barrel. You're going to be able to choose the best one, your favorite one, and purchase that entire barrel. It all comes bottled in individual single barrel bottles. You get your own hanging name tag, brand tag, your logo on it. You can give them away as gifts. Go knock on the door of a landowner and say, thank you for letting me hunt your field. There's so many options with the Jack Daniels Single Barrel Program. We're proud to be part of it. We have introduced it to so many of our friends and family across the country, whether it was at a business, whether it was at a duck lodge, whether it was at a conservation event. It is truly an awesome program. Learn more about it at jackdaniels.com, the Single Barrel Program. We've been involved for the last five years. I'm looking at two of my barrels right now. We just got our 2023 barrel in the Single Barrel Rye. Absolutely mesmerizing. My brother Clint's old fashions with it speak for themselves. It's the Jack Daniels single barrel program. Check it out. Learn about it. I hope you decide to visit Lynchburg, Tennessee and get your own barrel. Thank you very much. Looking for a high-quality truck accessory that's built to last? Look no further than Lear. With over 50 years of experience in the industry, these guys know what it takes to make your ride look and performance best. Whether you're looking for a fiberglass or aluminum cap, a hard or soft cover, or accessories to customize your truck, Lear's got you covered. Their products are made with only the best materials, and their innovative features provide added convenience and security for truck owners. Head over to Lear.com to explore their range of products and take your driving experience to the next level. It's called Banana. Benelli's the foul eye for a reason. We love Benelli. They are the top shelf of waterfowl shotguns, all shotguns for that matter, in my opinion. But when you start talking about duck blinds, goose blinds, lay down blinds, panel blinds, pit blinds, the debris, the wear and tear, everything that we put our guns through throughout a duck season, whether it's a 60 day duck season in the south or you start up north and north of the border in Canada, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and follow the migration south. Some of us, myself included, hunt over 120 days a year. And every single time I squeeze that Benelli trigger, it goes bam. I'm so proud and honored to be part of the Benelli family and when it comes to the Super Black Eagle 3 the 12 gauge the 20 gauge the 28 gauge I absolutely love this line of shotguns the inertia every single thing from the rib down to the sight to the choke tube to the constrictions the performance is what it's all about with Benelli the Super Black Eagle series in 12 gauge 20 gauge and 28 gauge whether you get Rob Roberts to build the performance shop or you keep them straight out of the box factory they perform they're simply 
perfect. It's Benelli. It's the confidence of shouldering that shotgun and the responsibility of pointing it at a live animal and squeezing that trigger. The dispatch, humane, ethics, everything that goes into it. Benelli believes in the culture of the duck hunter, the goose hunter, the turkey hunter, the upland hunter. So whether you're doing sporting clays, whether you're chasing waterfowl, chasing upland, chasing turkeys, Benelli builds a shotgun for you. Benelli's the foul life. They're 13 seasons as our title sponsor. Can you imagine this relationship? Thank you, Benelli. Thank you all for supporting Benelli. And I know it's all of our goal to walk into that sporting good, that Benelli dealer, that store, and say, let me shoulder that super black eagle. And now you can do it in so many gauges, the sub gauges included. We're fired up. Good luck this season. Stay safe out there and shoot straight. Shoot Benelli. Welcome back to Jack Daniels Presents This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down Holiday Edition. This is going to sound screwed up. Boys are easier for me to buy a gift for. I am so anti-shopping. I just don't even understand it. Everybody accuses me of being impossible to shop. You are, 100%. I mean, I'm going to get you a really nice bottle of bourbon. It's going to be like a Jack Daniels single barrel, maybe the rye, maybe a bonded or something like that. I greatly appreciate because I'm running out. Take the pain out of shopping by taking your friends to Scoreboard Nashville or grabbing them a flask app and treat that true special person in your life, you, to a new Benelli or Super Duty from Corning Ford. Let's rejoin two of the three wise men, Chad Belding and Alex Crosby. I'm Chad Belding from my partner, Alex Crosby. Dude. When's the right time to put a tree up? The day after Thanksgiving? So now Jilly's nephew wants me to put Christmas lights. So I did, when we first moved into our house, bought all the lights, bought a you know big Grinch, put him on the chimney, did all the lights, right? What a pain in the ass and took me all night and I'm by myself on a ladder and it's cold. So I didn't do it for like the last four years. And now he wants me to put the lights up. So I think traditionally right as most people do it like the day after thanksgiving i'll probably do it maybe like december 1st or whatever kind of a sunday happens close to that well that kind of tree you don't have to worry about watering it or no the tree i can go up anytime but the lights outside i'm gonna have if i'm gonna spend all day putting them up they're gonna be up for a month is it a beer day no dude i I don't like i don't like being on that ladder and all that stuff you gotta be careful yeah but i do like i'll throw the the deemer box out in the front yard and put the tunes on and then i could go all day you know just hanging lights i don't like so we have rain gutters and so they have to go on those clips and on the rain gutters which is just a pain in the ass dude they just break because it's cold all morning long all day long whatever but it's it's cool once it's up you know you I go like, all out i even like house. driving around with the the christmas light dude some of these christmas light shows now that are themed and then they're teamed up and, and paired with the music oh my god and you tune into a radio station for this these houses dude those are crazy dude the, there's one in vegas that's like world famous so this dude took like white like sheer material and put it in front of his windows and then put a little fan under it and an orange light and when you turn the fan on it looked like the whole house was on fire and that was his like he had halloween decorations and all that but in every window that looked like the house was on fire because of the way that that orange light and the sheer like sheet and the fan going it was pretty crazy dude there's some there's some creative pe- you do your house kind of griswoldy dude you got a lot of decorations you do pretty good yeah do you look down on people that don't no be honest if you see a dark porch and you know their home on halloween, halloween oh yeah halloween yeah what about christmas though if they don't do anything you're just like eh, it's kind of like get in the mood man what else do we have to live for right if you don't take those opportunities to get in the mood you don't have to go all out and, and create one of these rock star houses that we're talking about, but get in the mood. Yeah. How like, many pumpkins you got out front right now? You got a few, don't you? Probably 30. Do you really? Yeah. You know what's funny? And so 
I went maybe twenty five. I went and bought pumpkins. I swore the sign read that they were like nineteen dollars each. Ooh, that's not good. No, well, so I had misread. I don't know what I'd read, but so I bought like five of them, and I'm like, dude, I'm not spending more than a hundred bucks on pumpkins. You know, that's stupid. And then I got to the cash register, and it, they were like ninety nine cents to a dollar ninety nine or something. Like, I, I literally should have bought ten more. I Why just didn't you? know. Why I, didn't you go back? No, do you go to supermarkets or do you go to the farms? No, we uh, Moana Nursery right by my house. Yeah, you go to Annalyn Farms or whatever and pick yours up. Always for at least one or two. Oh, do you? Then I'd try to hit a couple farmers markets. Then I go to the one over there off a of mill that that they have that farm over there and that corn maze. That's a really good one. I would have liked to got a huge one. They didn't really have any big ones. Yeah, when I was in New York this year, it was the Pumpkin Fest in September. We went by a farm. I bought two pumpkins there. And they gave us a bunch of peppers. They were awesome family. And they were they showed us their three pumpkins they were entering in the contest. Huge? Huge, yeah. They've taken second or third place the last three years. Dude, I saw a video one the other day. The thing had like toe straps on it, dude. It was like 315 pounds. It would be like me picking up Colton again. Yeah, they're big. There's a lot of money in pumpkins, dude. Well, then I'd like to be at a place where they do the pumpkin chunking thing with those catapults, you know, where they throw them out in the field. That'd be more your style. Mm-hmm. Do they, they try to hit targets with them? I think it's distance. So you, when you see a dark house on Halloween, you're kind of like, dude, quit being. Sc- I know Scrooge is Christmas, but when I was a ta- kid, yeah, uh, uh, dude, do you no- understand it now? I understand that people have to work. You know what I mean? Nah, I, it's not like people they, work it's nights. Not like dude. they're trick or treat until midnight, though. Well, but if you work swing shift, you wouldn't be home for yeah. Halloween. Get some. Wake up a little early and hand out some candy. <laughs> you get your. If port- you're not home, you're not home. I get that part of it. That's why I think I'm a cool guy for putting that bowl out full of candy. That's lazy. You should be up and answering no, the door. Home. You should be up. No, and- I'm not home. Where are you going? With the nephew. Yeah, but you'll be back. But I don't get any trick-or-treaters anyway. What nephew are you going with? Jilly's nephew? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you talked about it. Well, that's he wants me to dress houses. like Woody. It's going to be 10 houses. But even when, So when I get home at 8 or 9, there'll be no one there. I promise you, I'll put a whole bowl of candy out. I'll go pick it up in the morning full. Really? Yeah. So I just got candy that I like so that I'll have it around for <laughs> a while. Do you eat candy? Yeah. Chocolate? I love candy. All of it. Candy's so good, but it's so bad for you. It is, but... What isn't? What isn't, dude? You, like Everything. you said before on the podcast, we're not supposed to live past 55. Right, dude. <laughs> I just read a thing the other day that pre-1800s, like, like nobody lived past like 15, dude. Like <laughs> We're in our golden years, dude. I mean, you can't... In your t- 40s, you're in your golden years? Yeah. Dude, I was I was looking at guys at, the, at my Halloween party the other night. Coach D's 79. Les is going to be 83 in February. Marty's 73. They were all rocking, freaking having a beer. I mean, life is awesome. It is. Life is awesome if you take care of yourself, dude. You think that's it, the key? Well, I, I, I think it's got to be, right? Then you get those oddballs and it just gets you no matter what. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to live every day to its fullest. Right. Coach D was funny, man. He's the greatest. You saw my picture with him? Yeah. Holding the shadow box. Marty had fun. Did Marty have to drive all the way back out to I told Mason him Valley? Got, I told him you got my one of my spare bedrooms to stay here. And he said no. So he, he said, drove back to Yarrington? I have no idea unless you went and got a hotel here. But he said no, he doesn't need to stay. I said, okay. That was a fun party, huh? Yeah, it was. Games had little uh, Halloween movie Pictionary. So when is the first time it's okay to watch Christmas Vacation? What's What's too early and what's the right time? I feel like the same way with Christmas lights. It's right around Thanksgiving, dude. And then you got 30 days. There's some movies you got to get into. What are and more let's, than let's name more than one. You have to watch Christmas All, with the Cranks is hilarious. Yep. Always watch 
uh, vacation, you have to. Well, yeah, multiple, multiple, multiple many, times. many times. Always have to watch the Christmas story. Usually do that on Christmas Day because they do that TBS twenty four hour marathon. Yeah, but if it's on, Fragile. I'll watch it. Fragile. Fragile. Got to watch Bad Santa. Both Bad or Santa mm-hmm. is hilarious. Mm-hmm. You got to watch Elf. Elf. It's a pretty I, good. Would you watch Grinch with Jim Carrey? It's my least favorite. I do like it. It's different. What but about I do Santa like Claus it. with Tim Allen? That's a pretty good one. That's a good Tim one. Tim Allen's in Christmas with the Cranks, though, too. Yeah. That's a good Christmas movie. Uh, you know which one that is? Yeah. That's a good one. That that whole uh, neighborhood that keeps tabs on what the families do and their mm-hmm. decorations. And Do you watch Home Alone? Home Alone, you got to. Yeah. That's what a, a great. That whole series is great. What about Die Hard? A lot of people say that's a Christmas movie. It, it, we got to watch Die Hard this year because it's always <clears throat> in the voting. It's always in the top five. It's Christmas movies. I'll watch Vacation minimum of five times. Minimum five, probably closer to 10 times. Yeah. And never get sick of it no. once. And I could watch the Christmas story on the 24-hour marathon like three times if somebody will let me. Really? Yeah. I'll put it on and just sit there. <clears throat> but see, then you get around the dorks and they're like, we got to watch football or whatever's on. And I'm <laughs> the like, dorks. Really? There's always two games on, right? I Dallas know, plays, always. maybe Detroit. Yeah. I love that day. I love everything leading up this whole time of the year. Right now, starting in October, November, December, and January. I love summer and I love spring and I love the seasons with the lakes and the boating and the grilling and the, you know, all of it's cool. But there's something about the fall and hoodie weather and then heavier mm-hmm. jacket weather and it's hunting season and the food tastes better. Yeah. It's just, it's just a bet. It's just the coolest time of year for do me. You, do you do breakfast on Christmas or no? I have, but yeah, you should. Here's one thing and I'm not going to complain. But a little tiny bit is I do a lot of driving on Christmas. You should. You go visit people. Right. The roads are easy around. They but are. I like but- doing that on Christmas Eve because I like chilling on Christmas and giving and then family time. But I, it'd be real cool, though, if you had like an Uber driver to, or a, 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 a hired on hand driver. Right. To drive you around, you go and have an eggnog. Because that's a the problem, right? Everyone's got an eggnog, glass of wine. Yeah, you can't a, drive. A little bourbon. Safety's everything. I love hot buttered rums in the wintertime. You know what? That. You guys, you guys, uh, you guys pointed out when you dropped me off. I got that my cord of wood for the winter. I don't know why, but it's I just like sitting around a fire and freaking hanging Absolutely out. Absolutely love it. It's fun. Like it's fun to start a fire. Like, dude, the wood is expensive. I don't cut my own. Our fireplace is in the, like probably the worst place in the house as far as heating anything other than that room. So it's all for looks and just. But the the fun of starting a fire and like, dude, Christmas Eve, dude, throwing a fire on and in a Christmas vacation and having a hot buttered rum. I don't know if you could even get any better. If it gets any better, I don't want it. What is a hot buttered rum? How do you make one? Is it just what it is? Melt a little butter, or is there an actual? Drink? No, no, no. There's like a I, dude. I'd never had one before. We went coyote hunting at a John Steele's place. And he makes them with no booze in them for his uh, sheep herders. And it's a batter. It's, a, you know, it's an actual, like, you have you make this batter. It's like, you know, cinnamon and nutmeg and brown sugar. And uh, there's one recipe that you can make it with ice cream. All right. Well, we need to have a day over here to try that. Because oh. I just got the new rum that, that, that our friends at Brown Foreman have. I want to try it. I make it with whiskey. But you can make it with rum if you want. Let's, let's make them. Let's make them. One you can make them with brandy. Jilly, so Let's Jilly, Jack Daniels one day, yeah, or and this new rum. Jilly's put, got him on her fall drink menu, so she made a bunch of batter. That's what it's called, batter. Uh, we could probably make a batter, dude. That might be good, you know. Do maybe make a little uh, 
whatever, a deviation from the normal recipe and make like a, a badass batter. Are you going to try to do Sober November for real? No. That was just a total joke? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, dude, so I'm going deer hunting tomorrow. I'm not going to not have a peek on with my dad at the Martin and drink beers, you know, at night after hunting. I mean, I just can't imagine that. Like, my dad's like, hey, you want, you want to go to the Martin and have a peek on it? And I'm going to go, no, I'm sober November. No, dude, never. Isn't that hard? Rogan does sober October. That means you can't drink leading up to Halloween or right. on Halloween. Right. I think sober February I could do probably. Because it's 28 days. And, like, I don't care about the Super Bowl and Valentine's Day, but. Super uh, Bowl party be hard not to have a beer at. And so is NWTF for me. It's yeah, Nashville. So impossible then. January sure. is hard because it's hunting season. New Year's. Time. SCI convention, Nashville, SHOT Show, Vegas. Mm-hmm. like, But you could find excuses in every month. Sure. March, Osceola turkeys in Florida. Grand opening at Hendo's, screwed. April, turkey camp, turkey seasons. May, May could be a good one. Cinco de Mayo, you got to have beers and chips and salsa. It's carne asada and tacos. I bet May I could get through too. I, I think I could get through any of them except the fall. Summer's yeah. tough, but summer – Summer has some lows, like lulls, not lows was the yeah, wrong word. Yeah, but I think lulls. like May and June I could probably do before it gets real hot and like the festivities start kicking up in 4th of July and the right. weather's like right to be at the lake all the time. Because, dude, May around here, you're not getting in Tahoe comfortably unless you're doing the May, polar May here, right. we still get snow sometimes. It's just snow. an in-between. But sometimes in June. On those warm days in May after coming out of a long winter, it's nice <laughs> to drink a bunch of beers. <laughs> so what? let's pick a month and do it. If we're well, then you can't do. It would be so hard for us to. Let's Clay's pick birthday's May. May. We got to tell him ahead of time. Like, hey, look, you're you're celebrating your birthday either in June or April because May's sober. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna do sober May. I could do that. Are we? Gonna How do many it? days are in May? Thirty or thirty-one? Are we gonna have like a competition like we did with the cell phone things? And if anybody falters, there's some kind of a. Be honest, thirty-one. But I want a real. I want a one thousand dollar cash bet. No bullshit, no sips of wine, no nothing. If we're doing it, we're doing it right. Yeah. Do you want to get anybody else involved, get the pot bigger? Well, why? Well, who gets the pot? Nobody. Yeah. If we all do it, no one gets it. But if yeah, you, you fail, you're putting a thousand bucks in. Yeah. Easy. Let's see who would do it. Jim, Clint, Clay, <laughs> Jim's Tom. A, Jim's you. a thousand. <laughs> Jim's putting a thousand in. Tom, I think Tom could easily do it. Tom's, Tom's not much of a drinker. But you can't do anything. It's sober May. Yeah, yeah, no, you yeah, can't no, have yeah. Or, or, no, yeah. I no, love that. when people go, "No, I'm sober. I don't drink." Well, you're not sober if you eat edibles and smoke. They, weed, they call that California sober now. No, you know you're not that, right? sober, bro. Yeah. yeah, doing drugs. It's not Clint. Sober. Clint, I know, could easily do it. Oh, I don't know if it, Clint could easily do it. I don't know. I think Clay could probably pretty easily do it. Yeah, it will be hard, no doubt about it. What makes it hard though? Like I'm, I'm gonna I think about myself for a minute because I, I'm already thinking about like. So now I go out and I got to tell everyone I'm not drinking. That's the weirdest part, and it shouldn't be. You should just be able to be like, you know, I'm not drinking tonight, and no one should say a word about it. But that's oh. not how it goes. You gotta, you're going to get ribbing, but it, you just let everybody know, like, hey, I know we're got going out tonight. Just know that I'm, I'm not drinking in May. Boom, and they should respect that and be done with it. Oh yeah, that's cool. He's freaking cleaned himself up for a month. But they don't do that. But they should. I know. They should. Peer pressure. Spring stupid. training's not in May, is it? No. Okay. March. <laughs> you just I, got scared. I started to have like a little panic yeah, attack Yeah, we didn't there, even dude. say that. March, spring Jesus. training. Could you go to spring training without cold beers? Zero. You wouldn't even go. I would not go. Promise you. I'll probably do a lot less in May if... I, I just... I don't enjoy being around... Anybody without having a cocktail. Could you have gone to that game Sunday, football game, and not drank? 
Could I? Yeah. Could not say I could too. But it's much more. Would enjoyable. you want to? I like doing it the way we did it. Nobody I don't want to. I don't want to go into that crowd of people. Get the scan. Be in like if I have a cool buzz, I'm enjoying everybody around me. I get the funny necklaces and all this stuff. I think it's great. If I was sober and you know, I don't get like a lot of anxiety, but I don't want to be around sixty eight thousand people just sober. <laughs> <laughs> God forbid I'm freaking on my A game. God, God forbid keen. I have all my faculties yeah. intact. Yeah, I have all my that. I have all my senses going to where I can freaking make sure that I'm safe in front, you know, right. in case something goes down. Right. I was gonna say, they just had an earthquake down there. I know. I, I was just going to say, if something were to go down and I was at a major event, don't look to me for guidance because I'm going to be half in a bag. <laughs> That's breaking it down. One of the holiday editions, we're going to have several holiday editions come up. We're going to have a whole episode dedicated to Christmas vacation and the genius of that that came out in 89, I think, maybe. And here we are this many years later, 40 years later, and it's freaking still the number one watched holiday movie of all time and continues to be. I, I wonder how many they sell throughout that year and rentals they have on, on streaming services. Do you think it'd be a funny podcast if we put Christmas vacation up on that big TV and we just watched it and Analyzed talked about it. it over the mic and stuff? It's a, parts of it, yeah. Yeah, it would get down. There is, there's a little bit of a lull oh, yeah. in that movie, like all the old Roy dog food being in Walmart <laughs> when they're walking through Walmart, when nobody <laughs> know what Walmart was really. <laughs> there's some parts of that movie they could have left out though, like the whole, the whole sledding into the downhill. That was all too much for me. We're going to talk about that, but that scene right there is not that funny to me when he's zipping down the hill with with it, the lubricant on it. It takes a little. It takes too long. It could, it could have been a thirty the, second. And then he thing. jumps into the Walmart parking lot. It's like Walmart paid for all that exposure. Bingo, bingo. I just <laughs> I wasn't into that part of that. How movie. funny is it though when he says none of that for me, Clark? You know, I just had this plate <laughs> fixed in my head and metal plate put in my head. You know, if I were to dent that, my part just ain't gonna look right. <laughs> Dude, Randy Quaid's hilarious in those in those movies. Breaking it down. Thank you. Jack Daniels, Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey, the original Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey, the only Tennessee Sour Mash Whiskey. Enjoy it responsibly. Never allow underage drinking. Get your hands on some of the new bonded rye. Breaking it down for Alex Crosby. I'm Chad Belling. Hope you all enjoyed that. Don't forget to get on Amazon and get Dan Henderson's new book, Hendo, the American Athlete, available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble right now. Grab a copy of the Provider Cookbook while you're at it. Tons of great recipes. Check out our other sister podcast, The Foul Life. Where the Payment Ends, Jennifer Swenson and Brittany Ledoux on 40 Years to Freedom, Anna V's American Wing Shooting, brand new episodes being published weekly. We're fired up for them. If you want to hear anything specifically, hit us up at info at thislifeain'tforeverybody.com. Tell your friends, family, download subscriptions. They mean the world to us. And go critique us. Go give us a rating. Go give us a review. They always help. Not going to beg for it, but if you get a set, go review us. I don't know if people really do that. Taking time out of your day to tell us how we're doing. Hopefully you're loving it. We hear good things about it. It's growing daily. We're fired up for it. I'm Chad Belding for my partner, Alex Crosby. Hope you enjoyed that episode of Breaking It Down right here at This Life Ain't For Everybody. Thank you all very much for listening. Peace. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Will you be our Valentine? The idea behind Valentine's Day and St. Valentine and all that, that's a little off to me because you should always do that, I guess. If you're into somebody, it doesn't take a special day to do that. If you're truly kind of like working towards having like a successful life, there's no reason for you and your partner to go spend money on stupid gifts on February 14th. Show your significant other your undying love by gifting them a Resist All hat, a bag of Jack Links, or some Cowboy's Choice feeds. The two romantics, Chad and Alex, will return in a moment. 
Hey, we're back in Nashville. Oh man, I wish. (laughs) I wish I was at the Nashville Palace right now in the big room or the little room up front. I just wish I was walking down the hallways to the restroom and looking at all the pictures. Randy Travis got his start here. He was a busboy at the Nashville Palace. John C. Hobbs started the palace many decades ago. And look where it is today. The strongest positioning in Music Valley. It's right there in the heart of Music Valley. And so many country music stars have graced their stage and continue to grace their stage. From the Daryl Singletary benefit to the Keith Whitley benefit. I saw Lori Morgan on stage this year with Daryl Worley. Saw Hannah Dasher up there. I've seen John Party up there and Leith Lawton and Drake White. Adam Hood and Brent Cobb. Hayes Carl. I've seen so many unbelievable singer-songwriters in the Nashville Palace. Not to mention their food, their menu, their generosity, giving back to the outdoors, conservation, their dedication to excellence, and giving back to Music City USA. We couldn't be more honored to be partnered with the Nashville Palace. So next time you're in Music City USA, Nashville, Tennessee, make sure you stop in and visit the Nashville Palace. Being in the backyard at camp, being with friends and family, one thing that the pandemic did is it got us back in our backyards. It got us staying home more. And man, we just started doing so many cookouts, so much grilling. And we've been partnered with Traeger Grills for the last decade. And I don't know if you can be more innovative than what this brand has done from the new Timberline XL and the new Flat Rock, the Ironwood 885, all of their pellets, their rubs, their sauces, their glazes, their smash burger kit, you name it. Traeger Grills is awesome. And we use them a ton i'm sure you've seen it on the foul life you've seen it in our social media get creative be innovative think outside of the box wild game domestic vegetables desserts pizzas you can do it all on a traeger grill and like i mentioned that timberline xl with that conduction plate i'm talking high heat reverse sear steaks anything you want to put on there gets it done in a hurry after you put a little smoke on them on the grill transfers right over so easy everything is simplified you can download the traeger grills app you can find recipes you can work with pros like matt Pittman at meat church and chad ward at whiskey bent barbecue and so many others from across the country to master these recipes it's simple and that's what traeger is all about they did not want your backyard experience to be complex so when you're thinking of fun and good food and flavor recipes thinking outside the box think no further than traeger grills i can't wait to get back in my traeger grill just cook up something delicious thank you all very much Thanks for tuning in to Jack Daniels Presents This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down Holiday Edition. I don't get like a lot of anxiety, but I don't want to be around 68,000 people just sober. You wouldn't even go. I would not go. Drink responsibly and survive the holiday season by listening to Jack Daniels Presents This Life Ain't For Everybody, the Breaking It Down Holiday Edition. That's brought to you by Napa Valley Olive Oil, Nashville Palace, and Deemer Box. And be sure to stream every episode on SoundCloud iHeart, Spotify, thislifeaintforeverybody.com, or on your preferred streaming platform. Happy Hanukkah!